0: UFC Complete Podcast, Episode 6, and we're starting. Oh, that was so cringe. <laughs> um, I'm just going to jump right into this. I, uh, I'm, I'm recording this pretty late, honestly. It's going to be coming up in only a couple hours, so I'm going to try to get to everything. Uh, I'm going to try to... Talk about the UFC 252 pay-per-view that just happened last week, and we're going to get into the fight night happening this Saturday. While well, you guys are hearing this, it'll be happening tomorrow between Frankie Edgar and Pedro Munoz. We're also going to talk a little bit about the upcoming uh, fight nights. There's a couple more scheduled along with some other bouts that are scheduled for October and September. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be doing everything. So let's jump into it real quick. Um, The first and foremost for the people, I hope for the people that have listened to the previous podcast, what you guys are going to be wondering is how I did last uh, pay-per-view with my picks. And I will be the first to tell you that I was dead wrong on almost every single one. Um, Definitely my worst predictions as far as a pay-per-view so far. And we'll take it match by match. So the... UFC 252 was the pay-per-view last Saturday that would have been August 15th. Um, Headline between the trilogy for the heavyweight championship, Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier. Um, uh, I'm just going to get into the picks first, and then we can talk about all the matches. So, I picked Stipe. uh, Begrudgingly, I really didn't know who was going to win. And we'll get into it later about how Stipe still could have lost, and he probably should have lost. But he did pick up the unanimous decision after five rounds. After that, um, we get into all the fights that I did get wrong. So, Sean O'Malley was the big favorite going into his match against Marlon Cheeto Vera. And, um, you know, there was some controversy about why it ended. Uh, but, Sean O'Malley did lose. It was a TKO stoppage. And, Marlon Vera looked very, very good in the fight. Um,. We'll definitely be seeing him soon get into a top 10 battle potentially for a number one contendership soon. As I'm getting a text right now from Dylan. I wonder if he wants to come on the pod. Um, but yeah, so Cheeto Vera kind of shook up the world with that. I want to say he was like a plus 240 underdog and he won... And looking at it from, I know one of my other co-hosts, Austin, really wanted to take Marlon Vera. Um, Marlon Vera is more of a vet. I I apologize. Marlon Vera won the fight, and he definitely won it fair and square. We're going to get into the next couple fights before I talk about each one. So I also picked Junior Dos Santos, uh, the former heavyweight champion, to beat the up-and-comer Jairzinho Rosenstreich, who... In his last fight before this fight, got knocked out by Francis Ngannou in twenty seconds. Um, Jun- Jairzinho Rosenstrike did win. He caught Junior Dos Santos with a flurry at the end of the first round and knock him out. At the end of the second round, excuse me. Um, Dos Santos was winning most of the fight, and then Rosenstrike just caught him with three punches and it was over. Very quick and very sudden. Very upsetting for me. Before that, we had Daniel Pineda in a crazy comeback after six years, returned to the ring and beat Herbert Burns. Um, what is that noise? Whatever. I uh, I mentioned about how I I just figured Herbert Burns would win. I didn't really put my my um, total belief out there that Pineda would lose, but Pineda came back after six years and beat Herbert Burns. So congrats to him. It was a great fight. TKO victory. You got him in a crucifix at the end, and it was just all Pineda. The last fight in the uh, main card was John Dodson losing to Mirab Willie uh, I also picked John Dodson purely because I had heard of John Dodson. He was uh, he was a uh, he was a really good fighter about four or five years ago, and I figured because he still had uh, a higher ranking in UFC, that he was probably gonna win. That one was also wrong. So, in total, I went one for four in my picks. Only Stipe Miocic won. So, let's get into why each fight broke down the way it did. Uh, Stipe Miocic, Daniel Cormier was a war. It was a great fight. Um, Really, really stole the show. Except for the fact that Stipe Miocic tore Daniel Cormier's retina, or cornea. I think it may have been cornea, actually with a poke in the eye in the end of the third round. A couple things can be said about that. One, it was a devastating eye poke and one that should have stopped the fight immediately and the referee should have taken a look at it. Unfortunately, Mike Goddard, who was the referee for this fight, saw it as a punch when it happened. So he didn't stop the fight and he didn't even really check Cormier in the corner. Um, In Cormier's post-fight interview... He said that Mike Goddard saw a replay of it during the fight and apologized to Cormier. Uh, Mike Goddard told Cormier that it was a poke in the eye and that Goddard made a mistake seeing that it was seeing it in time as a punch. Um, that that eye poke that happened in the third round. Definitely hindered Cormier for the last two rounds. Uh, Steve Miocic won the last two rounds pretty easily. Cormier didn't have too much offense, although he did start to show life in the fifth round, and he had a very competitive round. Uh, Miocic was just too strong, and with Cormier fighting with only one eye, in the post-fight interview, literally saying that he could not see out of his left eye at all, Cormier had an amazing fight. You know, that's that is one of the one of the most exemplary examples of someone pushing themselves to the limit and not giving up. Um, Also at the end of this fight, in the post-fight interview, Daniel Cormier said that he will be retiring. Now, you know, this is the fight business, and we've seen a lot of people say they're going to retire and then come back. Um, Cormier mentioned about how he only wants to fight for a title, and if that's the case, then he probably will stay retired. However, John Jones is likely to move up to heavyweight. And if Daniel Cormier is offered a trilogy with Jon Jones, I don't see him turning that down. From a financial standpoint, it'll be the highest payday of his career, most likely. And for a redemption standpoint, because Cormier, you know, um, I mean, he, he wanted to beat chich in the trilogy, but not even that he can beat Jones in the trilogy. Jones is already up to nothing. But you know Daniel Cormier would love to be the first person to put a lose, to put a loss on Jon Jones' record. So as of right now, Daniel Cormier seems to be retired after his b- war um, that ended a little upsettingly. If you're a Cormier fan, but you never know. Definitely look out for him to come back and fight another top contender. If it's not Jon Jones, maybe it'll be Francis Ngannou. Maybe it'll be a um who just beat Olenek. Derek Lewis, maybe a Curtis Blade, something like that. So, I I would give Daniel Cormier never fighting again a 65% chance. And I also am just a fan of his, so I would like to see him come back. After that, Sean O'Malley losing to Marlon Vera. So, Marlon Vera came into this fight as uh, much more experienced and had a more wrestling background. So, I thought that if, if Vera would win, it would be on the ground. However... O'Malley came out with his unorthodox stance, and he started throwing leg kicks, which Cheeto Vera was blocking very successfully. And you didn't even really notice it until after Cheeto checked three or four of Sean O'Malley's kicks. He then threw a left leg kick of his own. Now, from reports that I've seen on Twitter and on various other media outlets... The the first left leg kick that Cheeto Vera threw to the leg of Sean O'Malley, that Cheeto had been checking all for the first round, he hit a nerve in O'Malley's leg that caused O'Malley's leg from about his mid calf down to the bottom of his foot to become numb. And once that happened, O'Malley immediately switched stances, putting his right leg to behind him. Um, O'Malley normally southpaw switched to an orthodox stance, and then later in the fight, only about a minute later, O'Malley attempted to throw a kick in which he planted his right leg, and his right leg gave out on him completely, he saw it as soon as it happened, and for the next 30 seconds, O'Malley was limping very, very badly, and then Cheeto Vera hit it again, caused O'Malley to fall down. As soon as Vera got on top of him, he landed some devastating ground and pound. And Herb Dean, seeing that O'Malley's leg was already injured and he started to take some shots, broke it up quickly. Um, a little bit of an early stoppage. You definitely could make an argument for that. But seeing as how O'Malley was carried out of the ring afterwards and uh, could barely stand, it was it was most likely just. And I don't think you'll see anybody complaining about it. Um, So that is Sean O'Malley's first loss in his MMA career. Um, Seeing that he had another leg injury and his previous leg injury kept him out for a year, I would assume that O'Malley will not be fighting uh, by the end of 2020 and will likely not fight until the summer of 2021, which is very upsetting because O'Malley is the biggest hype train and I'm a big fan of him. Uh, And he also has some of... He's, he's comparative to... Uh, people have made the comparison to Conor McGregor, which is a little outlandish. Conor McGregor is probably the best pure striker as far as an accuracy and technique standpoint the UFC's ever seen. But he's similar to Israel Adesanya about how he just came into the game uh, feared striker, unorthodox, knocking people out. And so I hope Sean O'Malley has a speedy recovery and i love to see him compete as soon as possible. Cheeto Vera, on the other hand, deserves a top five top 10 top five fight um you know he could lose because he got a little bit lucky with the nerve kick to O'Malley you know I think if that didn't happen O'Malley still would have beat him but Vera wins the co-main event of this highly publicized bout against the biggest up-and-coming star in the UFC Cheeto Vera now deserves a top five fight in the bantamweight division Um, give him maybe like, uh, Marlon Marais, maybe a Dominic Cruz if he wants to come back. I know Garbrandt's down at flyweight now, so that won't happen, but Chido Vera definitely deserves, um, a couple shots. And if he gets a win or two more after this fight, he deserves a title shot. Uh, Junior Dos Santos losing to Jair Senior Rosenstrike. Dos Santos dominated the first two rounds. Uh, it was clear from the get-go that Dos Santos had great technique and he was using his distance very well. But it was also clear that Rosenstrike came into this fight uh, with the best shape ever in any fight that he's came in with. And he also had much more power. Uh, In the first round, Rosenstrike was not landing a lot of shots. But when he did, you could feel that they were taking damage to Dos Santos right away. And then in the second round, Dos Santos came out with some leg kicks and was looking like he was using his distance well until Rosenstrike caught him uh, against the cage, he wasn't able to move, and he just landed a combination that dropped Dos Santos. As Dos Santos was trying to get up, he landed another shot, and within a couple seconds, the fight was over. Uh, Dos Santos looked really good, but uh, it, the heavyweight division—you know—one punch and everything can turn quickly, and that's exactly what we saw. So, Junior Rose Strike with a solid win over a veteran. Uh, we'll look for him to be top five in the heavyweight division, facing. Maybe a Derek Lewis. I don't think he gets a rematch against Ngannou next because Ngannou's probably gonna fight Stepe next. But Rosenstrike will definitely um, be close to a number one contender soon if he's not, you know, after his next fight. And then John Dodson versus Merab wallace Wallish Willie. I gotta tell you. Merab Wallish Willie, Bantamweight, twelve and four MMA record he looked about as impressive a fighter as this card uh, showed. And and he he had the most impressive performance of any fighter on this card. John Dodson is no slouch. Granted, he's a lot older than when he was in his prime. But John Dodson had little to no offense in this fight because Wallace Willie kept walking forward, kept walking him down Um, kept trying to get a takedown in which Dodson was very successful in defending his takedowns, but due to Wallace Willie's wrestling capabilities and the fact that he was pushing the pace, I believe that Dodson was just looking for the takedown defense. He just didn't want to get taken down and that hurt his chances because he wasn't throwing any, any punches really. I, I, I don't know if they have the stats down. Oh, they do. Okay. Uh, this fight went three rounds to a decision. Wallace Willie had 88 strikes landed to Dodson's 31. 20 of Dodson's 31 strikes were light kicks. So Wallace Willie just absolutely dominated him. Absolutely dominated him. No other way to put it. Dodson did have great takedown defense, and that was really the only positive from this fight. So Wallace Willie's another name to look out for in the Bantamweight division. Um, I mean,. I would say Wallace Willie would have a great fight with Shido Vera because they're both up-and-coming prospects in the top 10 to 15 range of the Bantamweight division. Um, But I believe that Vera will want a higher fight. So maybe uh, Wallace Willie gets another... He gets, like, number 10 in the Bantamweight division next, I would assume. And that was UFC 252. Uh, One for four in my picks. Not my best effort. Definitely going to do some more research going into the next one which uh, is UFC 253, which will be taking place September 19th, headlined by Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. You've heard us talking about this fight a lot. Uh, me and my co-host, Dylan and Austin, are all big Israel Adesanya fans. Um, I mean, who isn't? He's so exciting with his stand-up. And, you know, we've seen him beat someone with the same mold as Paulo Costa. We saw Israel Adesanya beat Yolo Romero. If there was ever an asterisk to put next to a fight, it would be Adesanya Romero. Um, the most boring fight I've ever watched. I believe the most, the least amount of strikes landed in a five-round championship fight ever. And so, there was talks about Adesanya scared to engage with bigger guys. I believe it was the other way around. I believe that Yolo Romero kept his distance the whole fight. And Yoel Romero's main prerogative in every other fight besides that fight is to walk down and to keep moving forward against his opponent. And Yoel Romero, for most of the fight, stayed still with his guard up. My assumption from that is that Romero respects and is afraid of Adesanya's stand-up game, which he should be. Adesanya is probably the greatest kickboxer in that division, if not the whole world. And, you know, it, it, Paulo Costa has talked about how he's going to walk down Adesanya and he's going to hurt him very badly and he's going to make him cry. Um, I see that happening for the first round until he gets caught it's inevitable that he's going to get hit at least a couple times with some solid shots. Will he go down after a first couple? Probably not. He's uh, he's taken some damage from Yoel Romero himself. They, Paulo Costa and Romero had a hell of a war in which Costa took shot after shot after shot. He did get knocked down, um, but Romero has a lot more power than Adesanya. That being said, Adesanya has much, much better accuracy and technique than Romero. So, I think it's very likely that Costa walks down Adesanya until Adesanya catches him with maybe a right hook while Costa's leaning in. And then after that, Costa's going to try to keep his distance a little bit more, and that's when Adesanya brings in his kicks, and he brings in his combinations, um, and, and I, I'm i a big believer in Paulo Costa. He's 13-0 right now, and he has a great future, uh, and he would be the greatest in the division if israel adesanya wasn't here israel adesanya may be the pound for pound best fighter in the ufc besides john jones and so i just don't see costa winning um i do see a potential five round decision it's either going to be a decision or adesanya knocks him out in the first two rounds you know that that's the only way i could see this um Again, I love Paulo Costa. I think he is I I think he has some of the most intimidating fight style in the UFC because he is one of the most yoked fucking dudes in the UFC. I mean, this dude has muscles on his muscles and he's just going to walk you down and smile as you hit him and try to hit you harder. You know, that's crazy. That's bad shit. But Israel Adesanya will hit him harder and he will hit him multiple times. And I think it'll be too much for Costa. You know, Costa has never faced anyone close to Adesanya's level. He beat Yoel Romero. That's great. Um, I I can't remember who he beat to face Adesanya. Or to face Romero, excuse me. But he's had several fights in the UFC. And so that... that I, I haven't changed my prediction on that fight, and I'm I'm assuming I will not. I got Adesanya all the way on that. In my opinion, in my humble yet not humble opinion, the co-main event of this pay-per-view is really what's going to steal this show. Ladies and gentlemen, we will have the first light heavyweight champion in the UFC that is not named John Jones and Daniel Cormier for the first time in over 10 years. The light heavyweight division will be ruled by either Dominic Reyes or Jan Blackowicz. Um Both, both fighters are going to want to keep this standing. You know, Dominic Reyes is a striker. Jan Blackowicz is a kickboxer. They, they will take it to the ground at some point because both do have backgrounds, not backgrounds, but they have developed their wrestling game significantly since getting to the UFC. Especially if you look at Dominic Reyes performance against, john jones which happened last december i believe dominic reyes is the number one contender in the light heavyweight division and if you haven't seen his fight against john jones you should look at it it's probably oh shoot who we got here oh man i thought you were gonna be a little bit longer what's up bro Hey, have a seat. Covered UFC 252, uh, and I'm starting on 253. So I talked about how um, I haven't wavered from my position that Adesanya is going to be Costa, and I don't think I will.
1: What do you mean? You were spitting something different earlier. Was I? I,
0: well, I? I'm saying that I think Paulo Costa has a chance, but okay. I, I can take that. Um, actually, I got to... Where is that? You see, you know the little black piece that has yeah, multiple... It's, it's, it's oh. So I was saying how... Um, I was saying how the first round in Addison Costa... Um, yeah, so Adesanya or Costa might actually be pushing the pace more than more what, than we've seen. So when did that get
1: Adesanya. announced?
0: That got announced last week. That's what I was talking about when you got in here. We'll get into a second. Oh, okay. I, uh, I think Costa will push the pace and try to land some shots. Probably land some heavy shots until Adesanya catches him. Catches him once or twice, slipping. Probably. You know, Costa goes for a hook. Adesanya gets out of the way and just touches him with a little. A little strike right to the He's chin. He's way quick.
1: He's gonna be way quicker than
0: so Tom. So much quicker. I'm gonna have to edit out all of these fucking movies. so I can see a little better. Um, yeah, Adesanya is much quicker, and you know, Costa can take some shots. Definitely took a lot of shots from Yolo Romero. Oh, that was a like war. A great fight, but um, but Costa hasn't fought anyone. With the striking capabilities and accuracy of Adesanya's level. He hasn't faced anyone close. Yeah. And I, uh, what do you think? Do you think this fight gets a stoppage or a decision? I'm gonna go decision. Yeah, I think it might be a decision. I think Adesanya could knock him out in, like, the second round.
1: Did Gastelum go to a decision?
0: With who? With Adesanya. No, Adesanya stopped him in the fifth. Ah. Remember, that was the one Adesanya was like, I'm prepared to die. Yeah and uh, yeah I TKO'd him with like 40 seconds left or something uh, and then he knocked out Whitaker in the second round mm. and then he unanimous decision beat Romero yeah dancing dancing fight dancing that that fight pissed me off you know and, and I hope and I don't think Paulo Costa will do what Yo Romero did just like standing like this the whole time Yeah. literally that's all Romero hands, was doing hands in
1: front of the face that's all he was doing Trying
0: to catch Adesanya coming in, and yeah. Adesanya was like, I'm not fucking coming in. Like, yeah. you gotta beat me, I'm the champ.
1: Okay. Adesanya's smart, you know what I mean? He's so, so smart. So do you think Paulo will push Adesanya, push the pace on Adesanya? I do, but He's gonna get He's I think gonna get that... get
0: caught. Exactly. I think he will until he get caught, and then he'll, you know... I think the first round, the first three minutes will be very exciting. and then we'll see Adesanya just catch him with one hit, and then it'll slow down a little bit, maybe some clinch work possibly. Mm. And then in the second round, he'll try to push it again, get caught again, and then Adesanya will kind of make his move because we've seen it with Adesanya against Gastelum and against Romero. Adesanya will keep it slow in the first, second, maybe the third, and then come at you in the fourth and fifth. Mm-hmm. And I he's think, not
1: afraid to just trade. We saw oh, that with no, Whitaker, not at all.
0: But Paulo Costa has more power than Whitaker. Yeah. Um, and Adesanya has a chin. You know, he has that like warrior spirit. So I, I, I I'm not gonna change my pick. I think is gonna win that. Yeah. That's kind of clear to me. Definitely. Now we can get into the good one. Reyes, versus Dominic Reyes versus Jan Black Blackwitch for the light heavyweight championship. Is it really? Yes. I know, right? So, um, and yeah, Jones just
1: gave it up so quick. He was just like, I don't want it.
0: You want to know what's interesting
1: about that? Why do you think John Jones gave it up? Here's what I There's more names, more money in heavyweight right now. I think
0: part of it was because he beat everyone that, you know, he had to beat in light heavyweight. He did.
1: I mean, he didn't beat, he didn't fight Jan.
0: But, right. Um, I think that John Jones' last two fights against Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos were his two toughest fights ever. Mm-hmm. And he could have easily lost both of them. He won a split decision against Tiago Santos, who tore everything in his left leg in the second round and still went five rounds. Mm-hmm. And then he lost to Dominic Reyes, where Dominic Reyes arguably won the first three rounds. And then John Jones just won in the last two. And then people saying that John Jones could have won the third, and that's how he won the fight. Yeah. So I think John Jones is, one, leaving because he did beat everybody and he wants to go on to have super fights with Nganu, Mia Chich, and maybe a Cormier trilogy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think it's because he knows that if he gives rematches to these guys, he, he will probably lose. You know, John Jones is getting a little older. The contenders are getting hungrier. Yeah, these guys are fit. Cool. I like think it works out for him in both ways. In light heavyweight. Dude, we're talking about... And reyes Blackowitch is the matchup. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. But honestly, I think Tiago Santos would beat both of them. Tiago really? Santos is nuts, man. He is a savage. Savage. Did you see that fight he had with John Jones?
1: Yeah. He, like, beat the shit out of him in a couple points. Beginning. He had, um, They always have good beginnings against John. Always. And he landed. He landed an
0: elbow in a clinch against Jones. That was brutal. Mm. Like he, I want to say he had over under, and with the over, yeah. John Jones like picked his head up, and Tiago Santos just, <clears throat> and John Jones like almost fell, and you had to catch him. You know, like both of these guys, Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos, would be champions if they didn't fight the greatest mixed martial artist ever. Mm. And that's why. I'm um, I'm excited for the light heavyweight division moving on without that John Jones. I am. You know, it's a bitter pill because you, you wanna see the greatest fight, but I'm ready to see some more up and cut. Co- like the light heavyweight divisions getting rejuvenated, true in a sense. So you got Reyes
1: Blackovich. I mean, it's also not with uh Anthony Johnson coming back. Yeah, Anthony Johnson's coming back. Here's the thing.
0: Do you know if he said he's coming back at light heavyweight? Yeah. He has. "I'm pretty sure, yeah." Do you know? Do you know Anthony Johnson's background? When he came into the UFC like eight years ago, he was yeah. a welterweight. Yeah. Welterweight. He's fought at heavyweight. Like he, up and down. He's, he's some crazy shit, and I know that. Like you know, since he's gotten older, he's been light heavyweight and heavyweight. Mm. So he's gonna be staying around there. Um, and to be honest with you. I think I think Reyes and Santos beat Johnson. I don't know about that. He's had Johnson how many has years off. He's been Johnson has one go to, and that is the powerful right hand. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when he fought John Jones, or no, when Cormier fought John Jones, did did John Jones ever face Johnson? I don't think he did. Mm. Yeah. Did he? Search that. I don't think he did. like no so Anthony Johnson hasn't fought since April of 17 and he has never faced John Jones he did face Daniel Cormier
1: oh he faced uh... you yeah, know never faced John Jones he's got a decent list though I mean, I mean it's just Cormier pretty since much. 2014 Bellsworth. he's only lost to Cormier yeah. yeah,
0: that's pretty good. And he's beaten the likes of Glover Teixeira, Ryan Bader, Jimmy Manila, Alex Gustafson, Little Nog, Phil Davis back in his prime, Dan Hardy when he was welterweight, Josh Kostrek he lost to. So, I mean, he, you know, fantastic fighter. He's only going to be 36.
1: But he's, he's going to get little right into the mix. Yeah,
0: he will. He'll, like, if he comes back, he'll... He won't be ranked, but if he'll, he'll probably face like number 10 or 11. And if he wins that, he'll be like top eight. Mm. That's what I think. Uh, let's take a look at the light heavyweight rankings. There's a couple names on there. I was looking at this the other day. There's a couple names that I don't even know. Like, there's this guy, Prozashka. Is that his name? Um,. Jerry Projaska. You ever heard of him?
1: No. Click.
0: Number six in the Light Heavyweight Division. Never even heard of him. Jerry. Yeah, Let's check this guy out. 27 3 and 1. It's pretty good. Uh, Be Ozdemir in July. Oh, he's just recently beaten Ozdemir. Okay. I don't even know that. Whatever. Yeah, show
1: stats. Or. Is that his only uh, UFC uh, fight? I doubt it. That would suck if it was. Maybe he just got drafted.
0: Maybe he was on the Contender Series or something. Where's the mouse. Yeah, that was his only UFC fight. Wow.
1: 28 years old. So where's he coming from? question I hope he's a Stan. He's from Czech. Yep. Oh my god, dude! The Stands are taking over.
0: What do you mean the Stands? It's just like he's not from a Stan.
1: Isn't Czech Stan?
0: No, Czech Republic. Oh. Czechoslovakia. Oh. He's a Vakian. <laughs> um. Let's see. I mean, his first fight was Vulcan Ozdemir, so he must have shown talent somewhere else. Affiliation. Nope. Um, dude, I don't see it anywhere. Okay, here we are. Where were these? U C 251. Ryzen. R-I-Z-I-N. That's where he used to fight. He fought CB Dalloway over there. CB is no slouch. You ever heard of this, Ryzen?
1: No, I've never heard of Ryzen.
0: Ryzen Fighting Federation?
1: Located mm. Out Japan. of Japan. Oh, okay. So
0: this might be like, uh, oh. well, I mean, Japan has had a rich history ever since Pride of MMA. Yeah, anime, yeah. You know? But he beat C.B. Dalloway over there, came in, fought o- Ozdemir right away. And that's just one of the dudes in the light heavyweight division. You know, this division is
1: stacked. Yeah, give me some more. I don't know why he's ranked.
0: I mean, one fight against uh... Ozdemir. I mean, granted, Ozdemir's... I mean, he's like top 15, though. Let's see who else we got. We got number one, Reyes. Number two, Santos. Number three, Blackowitch. Then we got Glover Teixeira, Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith is competing in a fight night soon, by the way.
1: Good. Good for him.
0: Um, And then Jiri Projasca. Vulcan Ozdemir at seven. Yeah, Alexander Rakic at 8, Nikita Krylov still holding on at 9, Misha Serkinov, Johnny Walker, who I want to mm. see fight soon.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then we have, right out at the top 15, Mauricio Hua, Magomed Ankulaev, and Paul Craig. Paul Craig just won, give I want to say UFC 251.
1: Uh, give me Ankolaev I.
0: That's the dude who was supposed to fight Ian Kutilaba, mm. I want to say, but that fight didn't happen. Three-fight win streak, six-fights knockout. Um, He beat Q earlier this year, and then a bunch of no-names before that. Uh, I want to say one of them, Ive or Talaba, got tested positive for COVID, and that's why the fight didn't happen, I think. Uh, Who the hell did I see, Anthony? Smith is fighting Alexander Rakic soon. That's going to be a good fight. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So that's like five and eight. It's pretty good. Um, circling real quick through the other fight nights: Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana rescheduled for October third. Um, we have other fights that have been scheduled: Uriah Hall's fighting Anderson Silva sometime in October. Uh, the Korean Zombies facing Brian Ortega in October. There's been a verbal agreement of Colby Covington versus Tyron Woodley Ooh. on September nineteenth. That, what I'm interested in a lot, um, I'm trying to think. So, right now for Welterweight. Yeah, who's Usman? Usman's the champ, and he was supposed to fight Burns. Mm. But Burns got tested positive for COVID, so Masvidal stepped in. So, I'm going to assume Burns is still number one contender. And then I would think Covington versus Woodley's next up. Mm. Or, um, you know, maybe like... Check the rankings. Gilbert Burns is number one contender, then Colby. Leon Edwards is mm. there, Jorge at four, Tyron Woodley at five, Wonderboy at six. And then you yeah. got a bunch of good fighters, but no one in serious contention. No. Uh, I mean, Damian Maia is always tricky. Vicente Luque is getting up there. He's young and he's hungry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know Leon Edwards has been tweeting at Jorge Masvidal a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like they want to get a fight going. That would be a good one, because that's a nice stand-up fight right there. Yeah. Land Edwards is trying to land some kicks and shit. Uh, Who you got, Colby or Woodley? Woodley. Really? All day. Oh, I got Colby all day. Oh, my God. Why? Dude, Colby is... Colby's just about... Colby and Usman are the only two people in that division, I feel, can hang on the ground with Woodley. From a wrestling standpoint. Because Woodley ha- yeah. is like a former... Three-time All-American or some shit. Yeah. And then Colby, I would say, definitely has the stand-up advantage over Woodley. I don't know about that. Woodley has more power, but, dude, Colby... Woodley got obliterated by Usman. And then Colby got beaten by Usman, but he was hanging the fuck in there with a broken jaw against Mm -hmm. Usman. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... I think that is as about a close a matchup as you can get. Colby and Tyron Woodley. Probably. Their styles are so the same. Um, I hope Colby comes back with the Trump hat and all that shit. Uh I don't. That's that
1: was the cringiest crap. It was cringe, but it's You ever you ever it's hear like bringing a, WWE to UFC, you know, that's fun. Like you ever, you ever hear Brendan Schaub's uh like podcast on on what he did, like...
0: About how he's really a nice guy and he's just doing this for a persona? Well, I heard the opposite. Like, it, it's it's not a persona. Oh, no. Joe Rogan and Brandon Chopp are the first person that outed Colby. Really? Yeah. Like, he was doing this thing where he, he almost got fired because he was, like, he lost yeah. a fight. Or he wasn't... Or, like, he didn't have a good style. And then he started coming out with the suits and the Trump hat and going to the Oval Office mm-hmm. with the interim belt. And everybody's like, fuck this guy and, like, all the Trump haters. And then Joe Rogan and Brandon Chopper are like, yeah, he's actually, like, a really nice guy. He just does that so that he can get views. <laughs> and Colby got so pissed at them for that. Um, I mean, I don't know, you know. Yeah. He might still be a nice guy and still be a Trump supporter. But he's not all up in your face about it. No, no, no. I don't know. But that shit got views. Uh, yeah, it did. People, it did. people, dude! I like that shit. That shit was hilarious. He was, he was the WWE heel in UFC. Mm. You know how cool is that? And he's tough. Tough. He is. He's a great fighter. He is. Um, can I, can I just say one thing though? Between Gilbert Burns, Colby Covington, Leon Edwards, Jorge Maswell, Tyron Woodley, I do not see anybody threatening Kamaru
1: Usman. You know, I think we should wait until we see how Burns does. It's true.
0: Burns is, like,
1: he's a subtle
0: knockout artist. Mm. He has good couple rounds, and then all of a sudden, spinning backfist, they're dropped. Yeah. Uh, you know, Usman and Burns have the same camp. They really? train at the same gym. Really? Like, um, for, you know, the Burns-Usman fight at first was scheduled, like, six weeks beforehand. And Usman left and, like, went to a different camp and... Colorado, I think, because they obviously can't train against each other in the same camp. And then he didn't even end up facing Burns. (laughs) But, um, I forget what we were talking about before that. Oh, yeah, I was telling you, Colby, um, Colby and Woodley. Mm. I'm trying to think if there's any other, any other fights that have been called out for. Uh, Oh, Garbrandt, Figueroa. Yep. Garbrandt, Figueroa for the flyweight title, UFC 255. We've talked about Khabib Gaethje already, you know. Khabib's gonna win. Actually, there was a fight that got scheduled for the co-main event for UFC 254. I can't remember who it was.
1: This is showing me not the right thing. Um,
0: I don't know if it was agreed upon or it was just speculated. Yeah, mm. yep. UFC only has published Khabib versus Gagey. Mm. I want to bet on Gagey, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I really would not bet on Gagey. Yeah, probably not, but at the same time, like, he could do it. Really could do it. Rafael Dos Anjos is going to come compete in UFC 254. I is don't that think what we heard? I don't think so. I think it was a bigger name. uh, Who you got, Khabib versus GSP? What's interesting about that... That's an interesting matchup, man. So, like, who do you think is going to change weight, GSP or Khabib? Because GSP GSP fights 15 pounds more. GSP. GSP in his... Right, because GSP in his last fight fought at Mm
1: middleweight.
0: So, 185. Yeah. I mean, if, if Khabib wins and he's the champ, I think George should drop the weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think Khabib's the guy and GSP's the one challenging Khabib. Mm-hmm. So I think he should drop the weight. But there was something about GSP having colitis about his um, because he gained weight or he fought at a higher weight at his yeah. last fight and he, like, you know, his colon or his intestines or something were messed up. Yeah. And so. I have no idea who would fight. I think if GSP went down to lightweight, it would be a huge disadvantage for him. And I think Khabib going to welterweight would be much less of a disadvantage for Khabib. I think Khabib could put on 15 pounds.
1: Mm.
0: It's just Um, not his fight weight. Right, exactly. And I mean... It's hard, like, you can't say they would do a catchweight fight... Where they just come in like
1: GSP one seventy, Khabib one sixty, or whatever, but they should. Well, see, the problem is if you put GSP in a state of pure cardio, where he's he can go five rounds, but then Khabib gains too much and he can't go five rounds. Right. 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 right, right.
0: You you know, Khabib's four rounds, but that fifth round. Khabib's fought at one fifty his whole one fifty five his whole career. You know, he doesn't know. Yeah, it would be tough. I mean, that I'm I'm so interested in that fight. Uh, I bring that up because since that all got started, and I mean, GSP and Khabib have been openly talking about that fight for like a month now. Since then, Khabib has said, if McGregor were to come back and beat Dustin Poirier, he would be open to fighting McGregor again. Okay. I don't know why you asked to beat Justin sure, Poirier. Yeah. I think Poirier is like... I'm not top. sure why Poirier. Yeah. Well, I think Poirier... I think it's like Gaethje, Ferguson, Poirier for the top three contenders in lightweight. I'm but it, sure. it doesn't prove anything. Like, he already beat Poirier. Right, but he beat him years ago. He beat him before he went on the hiatus of him just never coming back. Dustin, so Poirier is number two over Ferguson. I think huh. Poirier-Ferguson is the matchup. hmm That is the matchup. And they've tweeted about that, too. There's rumors about that circling, too. And I think Tony wins. I think Tony had a huge outlier of a fight against uh, Gaethje. Yeah. And, you know, either Ferguson had a bad night and Gaethje had an amazing night or a little bit of both. But I think Ferguson is still probably better than Gaethje. He just lost that fight, and it wasn't close somehow. That was a crazy fight. Man, that was a tough fight to watch. It's the first round, being like, a wow, Ferguson Gaethje's fan. Like, Gagey's doing good. Second round, is like, damn. And then third round, you're like, oh, dude, this isn't even a fight. First
1: round, you're like, oh, let's go. Yeah, you're like, dude, Ferguson's this is sick.
0: By the third round, you're like, dude, this isn't even a fight. No. Like, Ferguson's busted up. And Gagey's just walking him down slowly.
1: Perfect
0: game plan. And I don't know why Ferguson didn't try to take him down at all. You won't see that out of Khabib. Khabib will try to take him down in the first two minutes. and probably get him down. Uh, that fight I'm super excited for. That fight... I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bet on Khabib. I would bet on Gaethje because he has the underdog potential, but I'm, I'm going to bet on Khabib. Um, Alright, last thing we'll talk about. UFC Fight Night 177? 177 or 178, Uh, it's going to be August 22nd at 8.30 p.m. start time. Headlined by Pedro Munoz versus Frankie Edgar. Me and Austin watched a little bit of highlights on both of them. So Munoz hasn't fought in a year. In the last fight he had, he got destroyed by Aljamain Sterling. Mm -hmm. Um, Edgar, in his last two fights, has lost against Max Holloway and the Korean Zombie. Two top five fighters. And I want to say he has another loss recently. Like, I think he's won for one win out of his last four fights. Um, I'm just looking at Munoz's yeah. background. Like, I don't know If you match. click on his head. I think it should bring it to his record. Yeah. Go to uh, 2019. Yeah, so... But Munoz did beat Garbrandt last year. Oh, damn. That's how he yeah, got... Yeah. Um, that's how he got jumped into the fray, so to speak. But then he got killed by Sterling. Um, Hasn't against no, no names too.
1: before that? What
0: is yeah, it was mostly no names. Yeah. Beat Justin Scoggins. That's a decent... What, mean what was, was his fight streak, though?
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, he had like a 5 or 6 going into Sterling. And I want to say Sterling won that like 50 to 44. Mm-hmm. Like one of the fights was 10-8. Like it wasn't even Oh, close. It went to decision. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was it was like 180 strikes to like 95.
1: Did they spend a lot of time on the ground? No, no,
0: no. It was almost all standing. Really? It was a it was actually a pretty awesome fight to watch because Sterling was like feeling it and he was like unorthodox and hitting him with crazy shit. But if you were a Munoz fan, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't good to watch. Uh, and then Frankie Edgar, I can't remember the other guy he lost to, but I remember that he's only lost top top guys over the last couple years. So he lost to Jung and Holloway last year. Jung by knockout, Holloway by decision. Um, beat Cub Swanson, and he lost to Brian Ortega. Mm-hmm. So that's the top three fighters in that division already, besides Volkanovski. Uh, beat Yair Rodriguez in 2017. Beat Jeremy Stevens. And so lost to Frank uh, Jose Aldo. Aldo. But that was Jose Aldo in his prime. Not a, actually, it was a little after his prime. Yeah. So I mean, I want to say right now Edgar's the underdog, like a strong underdog. Um, Edgar's five six years older. Edgar has a three inch reach advantage. I kind of I kind of like Edgar. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a little biased because I I haven't like been really into Frankie Edgar since his like trilogy with Gray Maynard back in the day. When yep. you get his ass kicked for two rounds and then knock him out for three. He has a fucking chin. Which is crazy that Korean Zombie knocked him out in the first round. The
1: Korean Zombie's nuts.
0: Right, but it also makes me think maybe he's getting older, maybe his chin's weakened a little bit. Yeah. You know, that kind of scares me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what is he, 40... 38. Oh. Yeah, 38. Um. He... There was a fight Pedro Munoz had. Oh, his, his win against Cody Garbrandt, which is by far his most significant win. Um, it was just a slugfest. Like, they were both throwing wild shots. Mm-hmm. And in the first round, he caught Garbrandt and folded him over. And it was a. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could have gone either way. I like Edgar. I don't know if I'm going to place a bet on him, but I, I think he would be worth it. And then in the second fight of that, we got Ovin St. Prue versus this dude's name. Alonzo Mainfield. Alonzo Mainfield 9-1. Uh, he's just cracking into the light heavyweight division's top 10, and he's coming off a loss against Devin Clark. But he did beat Paul Craig last year. Yeah. Yeah, right. Ovin St. Pru absolutely has the experience factor. Uh, he also has a 4-inch reach advantage, 2-inch height advantage, And has competed in 24 more fights. Um, We've seen Ovin St. Preux take a couple years hiatus and come back recently to, I believe, finish a couple people. Um, He's coming off a loss against Ben Rothwell, though. That kind of scares me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That kind of scares
0: me. Um, Actually, he lost one of his fights last year, too, to Nikita Krylov, who is a contender. Lost to Dominic Reyes before that.
1: Lost to Latifi.
0: Lost to Latifi. So, like, he's losing to top-notch guys, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, anybody, like, he beat Tyson Pedro. He beat Michael. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> Alex Zhushk.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's as good Close a thing enough.
0: as any. Um, but he lost to Ben Rothwell. That's, that's a little scary. He lost Ben Rothwell... Outstruck. kind of significantly got outstruck by a lot uh, St. Preux had a knockdown in the fight though hmm. uh, I'm not gonna touch that one I don't know that one enough I might I might bet on Edgar that's it yeah and then uh, we've mentioned all the fights that have been rumored and probably are gonna happen before 253 but we don't know because none of them have been scheduled yet definitely going to look out for that Woodley uh, Covington fight, though. Definitely. That'll be the one. Definitely. That'll be like this like Whittaker till before 252. Mm-hmm. Like That'll be the fucking fight. Uh, besides that, I can't think of anything else. Can you think of anything that we might have missed?
1: I cannot. Anything, anything that you covered before me? I, uh,
0: I just basically talked about UFC 252 before... Uh, talked about how I went one for four in picks and I was awful, and that Daniel Cormier got his eye gouged out by Stipe. <laughs> that was pretty much all I talked about. <laughs> it's the funniest stuff, man. Dude, tore his cornea. You know what well, I, I didn't talk about? I don't care. You know what I didn't talk about? About how if anybody deserved it, it was Cormier. Yeah. Do you know how many... Eye pokes I poke Cormier has... had against oh. Stipe in the first two fights. Just really? just Stipe in the first two fights of that trilogy. Tell me. Seven. Wow. Seven eye pokes in two fights. Wow. That's crazy. By the way, those two fights combined went six rounds. Mm-hmm. And then Stipe in his first time getting an eye poke. I don't think he got an eye poke in the first two fights. He was a good one. He was a good one. Yeah, it was. We, we we watched that fight. We yeah. saw it on replay in between rounds three He didn't three
1: even four. try. He didn't even try to... Poke him? No, he didn't even try to hit him.
0: Yeah, he what just straight went... for the poke. Fingers straight forward. And then Mike Goddard was like... No, Perfume. you got punched.
1: He's like, No, you got punched. What
0: oh, I feel bad for Cormier a little bit. Because if he didn't get poked, he, he
1: still came out strong in the last two rounds. Dude, that style of fighting, of keeping your hands up to... To feel literally feel the tempo of your mm-hmm. opponent, it's like it's but getting at the outlawed. Same, but, at the but at the same, same time, time, it's so
0: effective. It's so effective for people in his situation because he had a seven and a half reach disadvantage. So he's keeping his arms up until yeah, right? Cormier comes in to strike, and then he's going for shots. You know, keeping the arms up trying to get blocked. So I understand it, but like, yeah, a lot if of if he fights again, to
1: have been A going
0: into it. If he fights again. And I, I didn't bring this up, but I'm just now thinking of it. This is a good point. Because if he fights again, there's only two people he's fighting Jones. John Jones or Francis him. Yeah. Unless there's some, like, unless he fights the light heavyweight champion at some point. Like, those are the only two fights. And I guarantee you, if he fights John Jones again, John Jones will have something in that contract. Like, if he pokes me in the eye and it's bad, like, I'm getting the win. Like, something like that.
1: Yeah, right. I get 20% of the purse. Right. Like, something like that.
0: Like, because that's a serious problem for Cormier. He he pokes Stipe in the eye before Stipe eventually poked him in this third mm-hmm. fight, too. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, eight pokes in yeah. three fights. Um, so funny. Hopefully he comes eye back, pokes. though. Hopefully he's not retired after that. In like, a year or something. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, but that's just about going to do it. I think we covered everything. I don't think there's anything we missed. Uh, Anybody who's still listening, the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. bout got rescheduled. It was originally scheduled for September 12th. That'll be happening November 24th. End of November. End of November. Um, And that is along with the co-main event, which is Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Which is so funny. Um and that's, that's going to do it. So, thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. I, I literally, like, I was 10 minutes in and you text me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I, I said it on the pod, like, maybe he's going to come through for the end of it. Yeah. And you're like 20 minutes later, I'm like, damn, nice. It's lit. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for coming in. Thank you um, for having me. We are going Once to be again. back every Friday, 5 o'clock, right before every event. So, definitely come in and check it out. Anybody still listening, appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Later. Hell yeah.